Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 322 of our journey. Paul's journey to Rome was not an easy one. He was taken on a ship along with some other prisoners and a company of soldiers. They sailed from port to port until they were caught at sea in a violent storm that ran the ship aground on a small island. Despite this, God preserved the lives of everyone on the ship for the sake of Paul. While waiting on the island for better weather and another ship to continue the journey to Rome, Paul was able to preach to the locals. When Paul finally arrived in Rome, he was placed under house arrest, but was allowed to have visitors to come and listen to him speaking. In this way, Paul was able to speak to the Jews living in Rome about Jesus, the Messiah. The book of Acts ends with Paul waiting to go on trial before Caesar. Join me in Acts 27 and 28 for the final leg of Paul's journey. Acts 27. When it was decided that we would sail to Italy, they handed over Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. We went on board a ship from Adramitium that was about to sail to various ports along the coast of the province of Asia and put out to sea, accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius, treating Paul kindly, allowed him to go to his friends so they could provide him with what he needed. From there we put out to sea and sailed under the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. After we had sailed across the open sea off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we put in at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found a ship from Alexandria sailing for Italy, and he put us aboard it. We sailed slowly for many days and arrived with difficulty off Snidus. Because the winds prevented us from going any further, we sailed under the lee of Crete, off Salmon. With difficulty, we sailed along the coast of Crete and came to a place called Fair Havens that was near the town of Lycia. Since considerable time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, Men, I can see the voyage is going to end in disaster and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion was more convinced by the captain and the ship's owner than by what Paul said, because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in. The majority decided to put out to sea from there. They hoped that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing southwest and northwest, and spend the winter there. When a gentle south wind sprang up, they thought they could carry out their purpose, so they weighed anchor and sailed close along the coast of Crete. Not long after this, a hurricane-force wind called the Northeaster blew down from the islands. When the ship was caught in it and could not head into the winds, we gave way to it and were driven along. As we ran under the lee of a small island called Cata, we were able, with difficulty, to get the ship's boat under control. After the crew had hoisted it aboard, they used supports to undergird the ship. Fearing they would run aground on Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor, thus letting themselves be driven along. The next day, because we were violently battered by the storm, they began throwing the cargo overboard. And on the third day, they threw the ship's gear overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and a violent storm continued to batter us, we finally abandoned all hope of being saved. Since many of them had no desire to eat, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not put out to sea from Crete, thus avoiding this damage and loss. And now I advise you to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship will be lost. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong, and whom I serve, came to me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and God has graciously granted you the safety of all who are sailing with you. Therefore, keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will be just as I have been told, but we must run aground on some island. When the fourteenth night had come, while we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea, about midnight, the sailors suspected they were approaching some land. They took soundings and found the water was twenty fathoms deep. When they had sailed a little farther, they took soundings again and found it was fifteen fathoms deep. Because they were afraid that we would run aground on the rocky coast, they threw out four anchors from the stern and wished for day to appear. Then, when the sailors tried to escape from the ship and were lowering the ship's boat into the sea, pretending that they were going to put out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. Then, the soldiers cut the ropes of the ship's boat and let it drift away. As day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day you have been in suspense, and have gone without food. You have eaten nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for this is important for your survival, for not one of you will lose a hair from his head. After he said this, Paul took bread, and gave thanks to God in front of them all, broke it, and began to eat. So all of them were encouraged, and took food themselves. We were in all 276 persons on the ship. When they had eaten enough to be satisfied, they lightened the ship by throwing the wheat into the sea. When day came, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach, where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. So they slipped the anchors, and left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the linkage that bound the steering oars together. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and steered toward the beach. But they encountered a patch of cross currents and ran the ship aground. The bow stuck fast and could not be moved, but the stern was being broken up by the force of the waves. Now the soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that none of them would escape by swimming away. But the centurion, wanting to save Paul's life, prevented them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land, and the rest were to follow, some on planks and some on pieces of the ship. And in this way, all were brought safely to land. Acts 28. 
After we had safely reached shore, we learned that the island was called Malta. The local inhabitants showed us extraordinary kindness, for they built a fire and welcomed us all because it had started to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of brushwood and was putting it on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hands. When the local people saw the creature hanging from Paul's hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Although he has escaped from the sea, justice herself has not allowed him to live. However, Paul shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. But they were expecting that he was going to swell up or suddenly drop dead. So after they had waited a long time and had seen nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Now in the region around that place were fields belonging to the chief official of the island named Publius, who welcomed us and entertained us hospitably as guests for three days. The father of Publius lay sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after praying, placed his hands on him and healed him. After this had happened, many of the people on the island who were sick also came and were healed. They also bestowed many honors, and when we were preparing to sail, they gave us all the supplies we needed. After three months, we put out to sea in an Alexandrian ship that had wintered at the island and had the heavenly twins as its figurehead. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there we cast off and arrived at Regium, and after one day, a south wind sprang up, and on the second day we came to Puteoli. There we found some brothers and were invited to stay with them seven days. And in this way, we came to Rome. The brothers from there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. When he saw them, Paul thanked God and took courage. When we entered Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. After three days, Paul called the local Jewish leaders together. When they had assembled, he said to them, Brothers, although I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors, from Jerusalem I was handed over as a prisoner to the Romans. When they had heard my case, they wanted to release me because there was no basis for a death sentence against me. But when the Jews objected, I was forced to appeal to Caesar, not that I had some charge to bring against my own people. So for this reason, I have asked to see you and speak with you, for I am bound with this chain because of the hope of Israel. They replied, We have received no letters from Judea about you, nor have any of the brothers come from there and reported or said anything bad about you. But we would like to hear from you what you think, for regarding this sect, we know that people everywhere speak against it. They set a day to meet with him, and they came to him where he was staying in even greater numbers. From morning until evening, he explained things to them, testifying about the kingdom of God, and trying to convince them about Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets. Some were convinced by what he said, but others refused to believe. So they began to leave, unable to agree among themselves, after Paul made one last statement. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah when he said, Go to this people and say, You will keep on hearing, but will never understand. You will keep on looking, but will never perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and their ears are hard of hearing. And they have closed their eyes, so that they would not see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, be advised that this salvation from God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Paul lived there two whole years in his own rented quarters, and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God, and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with complete boldness and without restriction. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through scripture today. Devotion to scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you'll be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you'll always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devoted to scripture at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible, knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to scripture.